0: Hey, what's up? What's going on? How's it? How's the? Uh, this is the new mic. How's it sound? It sound like? You
1: sound good. Yay! You, gonna, you gotta give me your video though. There.
0: Oh, shoot! How do I? Hold on. Okay, sorry. With me with the wet hair. Yay! That's
1: okay. <laughs> we're gonna be cartoons anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yay! We're doing it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Just tilt your camera a little bit so I have your whole face so it's easy oh. to get your expression. There we go. Better? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you to smile. You don't have to do that. I'm just saying. Oh, I need come to
0: on. Oh, you mean you're not going to be like every white male on the yeah. internet, Hillary Clinton? You need to smile more.
1: <laughs> she looks angry. Or like, why is she smiling so much? Right? There's. She's not going to get it right. That's mm-hmm. uh... a... <laughs> If the show is called Talk Amongst Ourselves, Ourselves. With, with Nora and Colleen. I mean, just no big whoop. Yeah. Yeah,
0: basically. <laughs> so, so, you know, the format might be, a, you know, the format might change people over the next few episodes, you know, no big whoop.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, maybe that
0: we got t- always talking about stuff we didn't like and wanted to start <laughs> talking about things that we do like and something that we both share a huge passion for is television and particularly SNL. So we'll discuss. Yeah. We'll talk. Oh, no big whoop. Yeah. No big whoop, discuss, talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves.
1: All right. All right. We're going to get official now. You ready? Yes. Okay. It's a
0: champagne bottle.
1: (laughs) Break it on our own head. Then we wouldn't be doing the podcast. I know. (laughs) Okay. So welcome to episode one of Talk Amongst Ourselves with Nora and Colleen. I'm Nora. I'm Colleen. And we're here to talk to you today about one of our favorite subjects, television specifically, you want to take it from here?
0: okay well specifically uh, good television uh, this is uh, we share two we share many passions two of them are television and uh, Saturday Night Live in particular and so we wanted to take the opportunity to uh, maybe share some of our thoughts with you and kind of give you a space to nerd out with us about what you like maybe some things you don't so, uh, yeah, no big whoop.
1: <laughs> well, we're just going to talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. So this fall, I mean, well, let's start. Let's hold on the fall for a second and talk about the summer. The summer had some amazing shows that everyone's still talking about. Um, where should we start on that? I mean, um, well, should, should we start with Kimmy?
0: Yeah, because Kimmy, I think that technically it started in the spring, but it was, yeah. you know, one of the uh first big and I think it was one of the most anticipated shows and uh you know me I binged watched the entire thing the first day it came out um it took me a couple
1: days I was not as dedicated as you were to binging that
0: and yeah and you knew how dedicated I was because I kept texting you have you watched it yet have you watched it yet
1: (laughs) a lot Um, of texting a lot of texting.
0: okay what episode are you on what part are you on have you (laughs) And um, I loved it. It definitely did not disappoint. Um, it gave a lot of face. I, I really thought it made, it realized what it had given in terms of a platform for Carol Kane to really return to oh, TV yeah. and to cho- show her to a new generation who wasn't aware of like what a legend she was in the 70s and even the early 80s with stuff like um, Taxi and, mm-hmm. uh, scrooged
1: and stuff like that and I she's the best part of scrooged in my opinion i love her so much in that movie oh Um, well truthfully the whole movie is gold i mean you know
0: yeah but you know we we could do a whole podcast about bill oh my god yeah um maybe later yeah uh but i think um i was really impressed with how they expanded her role and she wasn't just some like cartoonish uh side character they really gave you You felt invested in like her they gave her a journey they gave yeah. her a full character arc and i thought that was brilliant with and it spoke to like gentrification and neighborhood changing and mocked the hipster culture um i love that they put Zosha mamet in there mm-hmm. um as a hipster like casting somebody <laughs> for girls as a hipster is so meta that i i love it cuz I Girls is not one of my favorite shows. I would I've nothing. never
1: seen it, I'm going to be honest. So. Uh, yeah,
0: that's one we won't be talking about. I'm sorry, questions.
1: Lena Dunham. I apologize in advance. It's nothing personal. I, I just I have literally 3 DVRs that are almost full because I am DVRing 100 shows plus the Netflix shows. So yeah. I'm already too obsessed. So yeah. <laughs> I have to pick my obsessions very carefully.
0: It just I, I get why people like it. It just isn't isn't for me the i think t- it's
1: slightly below my age level i mean i think lena dunham is sort of a gen xer but she's more of a millennial i don't know i'm she's a gen a xer oh she's a millennial she's i'm just yeah dirty. and i'm smack towards the end of gen x but firmly I am, in gen x
0: i am actually literally like the first year you could be
1: considered a millennial which... right so i think that her the viewpoint is very on point for millennials, which I think is really good that there's a show that's speaking to them. But it's like, not. But it's almost...
0: I would not want to be, like, if I were more, like, if I were more around, like, you know, late 20s, you know, or 30, I would not want to be associated with them because they live very much in their unaffected bubble. And I hear a lot of millennials saying, don't talk about us. Like, we don't care about anything. And it's like, well, talk to the millennials who are making programs depicting you <laughs> anyways getting back to kimmy Schmidt. anyway girls yeah. rant over <laughs> but i uh, i mean and ellie kemper you want to talk about a role that was somebody was just made for yeah and i mean uh i would have liked to see john just to have seen john ham in more than just one throwaway scene Um, yeah
1: they i think that they'll i think for season three we're going to see more of that just because of what's happening so i think it was was was, just a setup you know yeah throwing john ham out there with the with the massive you know uh ponytail and beard Uh, that was great his terrible hair and beard
0: well and uh i really enjoyed what they did with titus Mm -hmm. and his his romance with uh mikey in that it didn't feel Like it was trying to be anything other than giving a main character a normal relationship. Yeah. Uh, And I love how they actually, like when he went to dinner at his, you know, big Italian family's house, Titus actually gets upset that (laughs) they're not upset that he's gay because he was like, I wanted this big confrontation. I was so prepared. And then they, (laughs) they, yeah, they're unexpectedly like, okay, no big big whoop, you're gay. So but what? i
1: love that he does the musical number anyway
0: yeah so. <laughs> he, he finds a reason mm-hmm. um but that shows like you know if somebody's tolerant in one area there's always going to be some sort of profiling or bigotry right around the corner yeah um speaking of uh how do you feel about the more controversial like
1: characters and plot lines about in it are we talking now of course we're talking about uh jenna's character yes who is native american but she has blonde hair and blue eyes because she puts contacts in but
0: but i don't like my issue with that is is explaining that there's a reason for that make it okay to cast a white actress as a native american
1: you know the thing about it is is that i understand the uproar over it because there are a, a huge list of Native American actresses who could have easily done this role and worn a blonde wig and yada, yada. But the role itself was specifically written for her, as we right. know, you can tell from the character. But I think what they did with the storyline in the second season, because this wasn't revealed until season two, that she's actually, you know, sort of a runaway from a Native American, you know, from a, mm-hmm. a, a reservation kind of thing. I think that they did that because Tina Fey wanted to talk about the fact that the Redskins won't change their name. They just won't do it. They're just, like, sticking on it. And so I think she wanted to talk about it in the way Tina Fey talks about everything, which is with a ton of humor. And in order to do that, taking Jenna's character and then making it this sort of, like, other thing, I think was brilliant in a way. They did cast well-known other uh Native American actors around her who were in on the joke and so I like that I think that I think that for some people it's you know it's a blackface kind of thing and they get very upset about it but I didn't see it as that I saw it as we're trying to tackle this issue that is very upsetting that people aren't even talking about Mm
0: -hmm. and we're
1: gonna we're gonna put some legs behind it and then you know, I mean, of course, this year we have the Standing, uh, standing Rock situation where the protests are happening and over 50 right. Native tribes from America, South America and Canada have now united to stand against this pipeline. And I think that shows like Kimmy Schmidt, even though it's a tongue in cheek um, approach to, you know, racism against indigenous people. Um, I think it put a spotlight on something we don't talk about in this country and actually opened doors for the conversation that's happening now, even though it's still not happening enough in the mainstream media at all. I mean, when those idiots were hole up in the bird sanctuary in Oregon, they were on mm-hmm. every channel every day for hours at a time. Mm-hmm. And not one camera is in North Dakota looking at what's happening with these people. Yeah, I And mean, it's it did- it's gross to me. But I think... I think that the controversy of Jenna playing this character was way overblown because, once again, this is a comedy. This is not something that's trying to in any way degrade Native Americans, and I think that it actually made them come off in a good light because Jenna's character is such an outcast in that community Mm -hmm. that they're just like, you do you, and like, we're going to do us kind of a thing. And so I think it also shows, though, when you're a Native American in this country, in America, and you're growing up and you're watching television, where's your representation? Exactly. And so this is, and it's also, I think, just a, a a talking point on the influence of television and media on children in general. Because if I, as a parent, I'm looking at TV, I'm looking at what my kids are watching, and I'm seeing little girls watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians and all these other reality trash shows and what do those shows tell young girls you have to alter your body you have to put on makeup you have to do all these you know you got to twerk you got to do all this crap to attract someone and that's your whole goal is to attract someone into your life that's then going to you know take care of you and give you money and whatever and you're going to have all this stuff like that's the goal of life and stuff. whereas you know stuff whereas in this show specifically like Jenna's parents are like I don't understand what was wrong with what we had here. We're in tune with the earth. We're, you know, we're living a good life. We're good people. You know, you never didn't have anything. Right. But that wasn't enough for you. So I think it's a good message. I think that people got the shock factor of it, I think might have been too much for people. You know, but see, this is where, but you have to understand this is Tina Fey and she's going to take an issue and she's going to shove it in your face and make you think about it and talk about it. And that's, I think, mission accomplished because people were talking about it and at least discussing indigenous peoples and what they would think about it and stuff instead of not discussing it at all
0: also um it was wonderful to see david cross really get to flex his acting chops Mm -hmm. in terms Mm -hmm. of like yes there were funny things and really weird quirky things about his character but he essentially played a good guy with a good heart yeah and he doesn't get the opportunity to play those kind of characters very often and it was really nice to see him pull that off so
1: successfully yeah. mostly he's just playing a creep and so i was like you i'm i was ref- it was refreshing to see him yeah, play either, like a nice human
0: yeah he either plays somebody who's just completely like off
1: you know, on on
0: another planet (laughs) or like the worst human being ever.
1: Yeah, Um, pretty much. And so it was nice. It was nice that he was like the nice person in his family and everyone else was just sort of gross. But at the same time, he wasn't like a total pushover.
0: He helped make her transition to, you know, a more genuine human being believable. Um, but, uh, and I agree like the whole native American thing, um, and also the dong storyline um dong
1: is a character guys by the way uh yeah yes yes youtube it's a character it's not uh (laughs) we're not trying to swear
0: um well we're not trying to talk about
1: like the porn version of you know no
0: the break me off kimmy schmidt or something (laughs) what
1: I don't know. Now don't somebody's know. gonna make that. You just you should have trademarked that because now someone's gonna do it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure the money would just come rolling in. Um, <laughs> I'm in the wrong.
1: Oh, never mind. I'm not gonna go there.
0: Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it
1: classy here with a capital K. <laughs>
0: um, but I do agree. Like I understand the why it's potentially problematic, but I think the positive aspects of how those storylines and characters are written outweigh the problematic element. Yeah. And I love how they took care of, they did address something. I mean, Tina Fey says she doesn't listen too much to any kind of internet chatter or backlash or something. And I understand why, because you want to keep your writing true to, you know, your vision, but you could tell that there were some things that they, um, did they uh, uh were listening to in in terms of like I love how they took care of the borderline offensive accent that they gave Dong in the first season yeah. by saying he watched like his English got so much better because he had been watching episodes of keeping up with the Kardashians.
1: So <laughs> that's great.
0: Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, and also Addressing, like, okay, Kimmy's actually, obviously, you know, got PTSD and she's a, you know, basically a survivor of sexual assault. Mm -hmm. We can't just pretend like that isn't part of it. Um, And they handled that really well by, you know, proving she wasn't ready to date. She needed to go to therapy. And Tina Fey, I don't remember the last time I enjoyed her. I mean, even more than Liz Lemon in the last few seasons of 30 Rock, I enjoyed her um andrea the the
1: therapist the
0: the character drunk drunk tina fey might be my favorite tina fey i
1: think it's absolutely the best tina fey without a doubt like i just i love the whole thing i mean for me kimmy schmidt is almost like a bit of therapy for me watching because of you know i mean first of all second season when they you know they're out of the cult and then she other sister goes into basically the C organization
0: yeah and their
1: cosmology cosmology, i that was one of the best parodies of scientology that has ever been done and tina fey has done that more than once she did it on 30 rock now she's doing it here but it's um they just nailed it so hardcore because for me i laughed so hard i mean i was crying i was laughing it just it hit me in all the right places. And the fact that they deal with Kimmy's PTSD in a way that isn't, um, I don't know what I want to say. Like they're not trying to lessen it. They're not trying to make it like it's not a big deal, but they're also not taking it to the other extreme. Do you know what I mean? Like I get, I get Kimmy's PTSD because it's very similar for me and my own PTSD where I have a happy face 98% of the time and I'm doing stuff and I'm, you know, going about my life and then something will happen. Like for Kimmy, they made it comical. You know, she's having feelings for a guy. She goes to kiss him and then she's punching him in the face. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't understand why that's a thing. You know, and I love the whole right. Velcro thing with her and Titus. Like, and why do you go yes. crazy every time Velcro? Like she doesn't know. And that's what PTSD is like. You don't know what, your triggers what, what are. the trigger is. And once you figure out what the trigger is, you know, sometimes it gets better, but it's a lot of work. It's not something mm-hmm. that is just like... Oh, and now I've got, you know, all this other stuff. And um, I thought the, you know, what they did with her mom was unbelievably brilliant.
0: I can't believe they kept that a secret. By the way, guys, spoiler alert. uh, And the season finale, uh, Kim, there's always all these illusions because Kimmy ties a lot of her trauma and uh, not dealing with things to... uh, her unresolved issues with her mother who basically after she went missing stopped looking for her right. and in the final episode she goes and finds her mother to confront her and her mother is revealed to be lisa kudrow which was <laughs> i did not see it coming <laughs> but it at the so same, good. same time i was like of course that's perfect and i love
1: that her mom is a coaster head like they just made up. i don't even know if that's a real thing no i
0: okay guys i actually
1: okay is it a real thing
0: no i googled it (laughs) and the thing is i bet it actually is but it i don't know if it's called like a coaster head so listeners if you have any knowledge of this like hit us up with that yeah, can't you see like an A and E documentary
1: about Coaster Heads.
0: Yeah, my, my strange addiction. <laughs> my strange addiction episode about Coaster Heads. That would be amazing. Uh, I would get shit out of that.
1: Tonight on Coaster Heads <laughs> We take on the loop de loop.
0: See your point in King's Island in one day. How much is too much.
1: <laughs> but that whole thing, I mean, it just was like you see now, like obviously seeing part of uh, Kimmy's upbringing you see partially why she was susceptible to what happened to her right and then the second thing is is like now you see how she just sort of like all the stuff that comes out of her mom's mouth is things that were coming out of her mouth already so she had like this sort of thing and in a weird way her mom's craziness sort of saved her in the situation that she was in yeah do you know what I mean
0: she made her into a survivor from a very young age for better or for worse and yeah. it in the bunker it turned out to be for better <laughs>
1: um
0: but yes so uh guys i would definitely definitely oh. recommend watching it
1: if you um, have if you have re-watch it because it's that yeah. good i mean yeah. give it a second it's watch. like
0: it's comfort food tv that's actually like also near flawless oh so and it's it's it Thank you, NBC, for passing on it because I feel like.
1: Oh, it, it has couldn't... way more freedom on Netflix, right? Way more. And,
0: but and the thing is, like, they're creative about it. They don't go for the obvious, like, controversial. Oh my god, I can't believe they did
1: that. Yeah, um, I mean, they didn't have to go full Game of Thrones, you know, nudity and well, all this stuff. Or even or...
0: like Amy Schumer.
1: Yeah. No, I like because it's it's not filthy, but it's very provocative. It, you know exactly, what I mean? And it exactly. and it hits you. And it talks about controversial subjects. And it and that's the thing I love about Tina Fey is she doesn't have to be in the gutter to get her point across.
0: Yeah, she can imply that that's where her mind is. Yes. But she'll let you draw your own conclusions on that and see if you can <laughs> tell where her mind was when she wrote that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So.
0: Okay, moving on. Okay. Uh, how about you? Next. I know there's one that you loved that I wasn't quite as into. Um
1: the Night Of. Okay. I have to say, John Turturro brought it. He brung it in this <laughs> in this uh, show. He it, was was, it was brought in. It was brought in. He was so good. It just, the thing about The Night Of for me is it's a total slow burn. So from the very first episode, you're like thrown into the deep end. And then by the time you get to the end of the first episode, you're like, wait, 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 wait uh I need more Mm -hmm. and that's for me when a show does that to me when I have to keep knowing what's going to happen next with these characters then I'm I'm in it I'm in it to the end and I know a lot of people had a big problem with the ending they were like oh wah wah you know but I like the ending I like that you know the thing about television shows and finales is people think I don't know what the deal is who sent out this memo in Hollywood that when you do a finale on a show, there has to be car chases, explosions, deaths. There has to be all this, like, hullabaloo. And I like that the show just basically ended. It's like, that's life. In life, when you go, you know, you complete something, there's no fucking fanfare and all this other stuff. It's just okay, and now you're done with that. Like, Well, yay. and, I, and
0: credit, credit to HBO for realizing that the success of things like, and I, I'm presuming this is like why they allowed the it to go the way it did and mm-hmm. end the way it did without any major notes or, you know, HBO's pretty good about that. Um, but uh, that the success of things like Serial and making a murderer mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: allows you to now do that in fictional stories
1: yeah, because absolutely. it is
0: i mean most of these in real life it usually ends up open-ended and yeah you know i think and the again i was not as i i liked the night of i get why everybody else loves it it wasn't as engaging to me it i don't know i think I and part of me is just going man i can't wait to see riz ahmed and rogue one yeah um see like, I just kept going, I just wanted, and John, I, John Turturro, again, amazing. Like, I almost forgot he was a Mr. Deeds after watching this. Um.
1: <laughs> I know, not every single one of his movies is gold, but I was just happy to see him really take a bite out of a role again. Oh, absolutely. Really do something. I mean, and I- the writing, I thought, was excellent. I thought they showed the grittiness of our penal system. And the truth of the matter is, this is really a commentary on the American penal system because you see what happens to this one kid who's in jail. He hasn't been sent to prison. And this is what people don't understand the difference of. When you're in jail, you're not fully in the penal system. You're just yeah. in this holding pattern until your trial happens, if it's you like, even go to trial. until yeah, you're, it's like criminal
0: you know. purgatory.
1: Exactly. And so you see in this show the breakdown of that dynamic and what happens to people when they, uh, like a kid who is relatively clean. I mean, overall, if you're looking at, you know, the spectrum of criminality, he's very low on the spectrum of criminality. But you see what happens to him as he evolves in prison and what he's like when he comes out. And that, to me, was the most valuable part of the show because nobody's talking about that. Oh, we have, I don't even, I can't even count how many shows we have that have to do with you know, um, law and order type situations where people are being arrested and or, you know, put on trial. We like to show the trial part and we like to show the running after the criminal and getting him, but mm-hmm. no other show except for Oz, which was but that was a prison. That's right. the difference. Right. No other show besides Oz is really and Orange is the new black and stuff but like again, that. Again, that was But prison. this is prison versus jail. And you this is this is really the epidemic that's going on in our justice system is this mm-hmm. uh, this it's... community in the jails that is breeding criminality because you have people like this kid who who are innocent. they yeah, didn't it's... commit the crime but to survive in that situation, they have to transform and when they're done transforming and let's say they get acquitted, which doesn't happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not that kid that went into jail anymore. Right. And that's the real problem. And that's what I thought was really the exciting part of the show, is seeing how he evolved, how his family was reacting to his evolution as it was happening. And that that guy is, he is so amazing. I've never seen him before in anything. He, Who is Ahmed. Yeah, he yeah. blew me away. He was so good. But the writing is so good in yeah. this film. And they didn't take any, I like that they didn't go to too many extremes uh-huh. in terms of prison shanking and all this other stuff but you see the dynamics you see how these it's things work because and- it's
0: insidious that's yeah. how it is that's i mean that's exactly what the worst part is is that it's it's insidious and in that you know it's nothing extreme it's just this pattern of hardening you know events that hardens you and yeah. makes you see the world in a different way
1: yeah and, and- i think they did that so brilliantly and i wish that more shows would tackle this aspect of the justice system um and i I wish that this aspect of the justice system didn't exist as it does exist now because i think that our entire society would be completely different but i just i thought the show was so brilliant it showed new york in its grittiest darkest and i think that you know uh but
0: still like realistic it didn't feel like it wasn't like
1: gotham no 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 it wasn't cartoonish but you felt like when john detour is running after that guy Mm -hmm. and he just runs into that basement and then that's it for that episode. My mom was like, "No!" That's you you and she freaked no, out. Don't. Yeah, basically, yeah. you in danger, girl. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I mean, but you felt it. You felt like, where are you going? You're an insane person. Why are you going after him? So,
0: you know, what? when it, you're chasing after somebody and you're just got that tunnel vision, you end up like it's like one of those things where you suddenly stop and realize where you are, and it could yeah. be too
1: late. Well, see, the other thing is like my mom is deathly allergic to cats, so his whole thing with the cat was like she's like that's me with a cat like she's like she could (laughs) she just it would just be the death of her like the scene where he wakes up and the cat's on him and he's like (gasps) you know yeah she was like oh my god like she was getting chest pains just watching uh, that uh, but yeah i
0: mean i i I'll, i'll i'll give it a look again and i appreciate how it was a fictional show that almost kind of felt like a beautifully shot docuseries yes
1: yes So I think anybody out there who has not seen The Night Of, please binge it. You will not regret it. It's so good. So good.
0: And on to the big one.
1: Okay. The big
0: one, the show of the summer. Oh, and by the way, speaking of, and this is my transition, uh, do you remember who else was in Mr. Deeds? Who? Winona
1: Ryder. Yes, she was.
0: (laughs) And is it any coincidence that they both had these... Career resurgences at the same time. So, I mean, does it, is is that, do you have to spend like 14 years cl- clawing your way back after I think so. really like years of therapy, you know, probably with um drunk
1: Andrea, um,
0: <laughs> getting you back to where in the right headspace where you trust the material enough to take a risk?
1: I think so. And I'm going to say this about Winona and Stranger Things because if you haven't guessed, that's what we're talking about. Um, what I loved about her as a parent is I feel like, well, first of all, the whole 80s situation on the show, on point. It's one of the few period things where they didn't push it to the comic level of, like, too much shoulder pads and pumped hair. Didn't and, wink
0: to the camera. No.
1: There's no winking and nodding. This is, like, that's exactly what it felt like in 1983. Mm-hmm. I was seven in 1983, See, I, I, but that's what two. it felt like. That's-
0: yeah, I was too, so I don't remember as well. But, but uh, for,
1: yeah, I mean, it just, for me, I looked at those people and I was like, that's like people from my neighborhood. That's what people look like. That's what the oh, bikes yeah. look like. That's what we felt like. That's how we talked to each other. And I think that's what's so brilliant. First of all, the thing that's brilliant about the show is these kids. Forget, oh, you God. can take every adult actor out of this show and it would still be brilliant if it was just these kids being with each other, talking with each other. They are so good. I mean, I can't say honestly enough Good things about them i'm in love with all of them i want to like have a, them yeah. i want to have a slumber party with all of them
0: i know i'm not sick of them yet and no. i mean i i mean please ha- live a normal life but also be on every show all the please, time please they
1: should host everything i mean yes. did you see obviously you saw the video uh that was like somebody took you know video of yes. the pre-show for the emmys and they're like up there performing uptown funk i was like why wasn't this aired That's on television? It.
0: The Emmys were better than they have been in years, except for that. That was the worst decision they could have made is to do, I'm sorry, that dumb peanut butter sandwich sketch with those kids. and, And then have, I mean, it was cute, but when you compare it to the three of them. Singing their hearts, singing and dancing their hearts out, singing uptown funk. Yeah. And God, those kids can wail. First of all, they, they should have
1: handed out Egos. And I don't know why that wasn't worked out as a sponsor thing with Ego in advance.
0: Ego knew they were about to have the recall.
1: Oh, uh-huh.
0: I was like, what's loving gonna eat? Somebody check on her. Is she okay? <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, there's the recall in Indiana. Oh my God somebody get the oh share. we don't we didn't have a recall
1: in cali so oh we did yeah,
0: yeah you know everything great yeah by the way guys in case of <laughs> nora is out uh in california i am in indiana so a uh, lot of indiana in the um summer tv season this year yes so it's not present i mean okay <laughs> i don't think stranger not-
1: things paints indiana in a bad light i think no, they're just I, mean, I think it could have be. been in any town in any state you know what i mean yeah. but they picked indiana yeah. Even though it's filmed in Georgia, which is, yeah. you know, yay for that town in Georgia that is obviously falling apart and, you know, they got some infusion of cash and that's going to be a destination. People are going to be driving really, there to look at that place. Like,
0: hello, that's when John Mellencamp was writing all his songs about the economic collapse in yeah. those Indiana small towns. And that's what it was like. That's what those dying factory towns looked like. Yeah, It was like, you know, it used to be like booming, happening, in small town in USA, and then, you they just like were slowly crumbling, and I think they did a really good job kind of showing that. Um, uh, Matthew Modine, you want to talk about somebody who hasn't been
1: this good? And I don't remember how long. He's so good. Uh, did you see about... his other show, Proof, that was on last year with um Jennifer Beals? No, I did not. Oh, he plays a dying bajillionaire who hires Jennifer Beals to prove. That there's life after death, like what happens oh. when you die. She, he and it was really interesting concept, and then it was one season and we're out. And it was really fascinating because she's like a brain surgeon, and she had a near death experience herself. Yada yada yada. But he was really good in that also, and he's so just delicious mm-hmm. on Stranger Things. He's so deliciously evil. I mean, but so like reserved. You're just yeah. like oh
0: i mean he's like the combination of like a bond villain and the t-1000 exactly
1: that is a good that's a good like analysis. the way i mean
0: when he like is coming in those government vans to like i mean <sighs> i was just like the whole family was gonna get killed the whole family was gonna die oh no oh no I know. Uh, um and yeah those kids are they're gold
1: the, i mean they're, they're platinum the, sure, it, gives, it, may, it gives you hope it makes you feel like we're not doomed it. I look at those kids, and I think to myself, I, I got the same feeling from them in terms of, like, they're going to be on our screens for decades to come in the same way that I felt the first time I saw Dakota Fanning um, in I Am Sam, where you just went, who is this person? Like, they're just so huge as a person. You look at, they have a teeny tiny kid body, and they're kids, and these kids are kids, which I really love also but you see them on the screen and they are just so powerful. It's like, how have be, you not been doing this for 25 years already? I, I,
0: I would be, I, I'd like to think, that, and I know people are like, oh, it feels so much like, you know, Goonies or Stand it's By not. Me. Well, but maybe that's because there is this feeling of once-in-a-lifetime chemistry between, yes. from these kids who seemingly came out of nowhere. Yeah. Which they didn't really, like, uh two of them or two or three of them are like huge like are established you know broadway yeah. actors. um and then millie has done stuff uh she was on that show with marissa Sorbino um a couple years ago mm. uh it was about like i don't i want to say it was like about sex trafficking or something um, oh, i missed
1: that somehow yeah uh oh she is so she's so brit i really thought that she was like from spain or something mm-hmm. and then i was like she's british yeah. Like, what? Like yeah. that was a twist ending for me. Just like I was not. I didn't see that coming. But that just makes her even cooler than she yeah. already but, was. Yeah.
0: And the individual talent and then that chemistry really is once in a lifetime chemistry. And I love that they made like the one who is probably the most like pragmatic, bordering on skeptical, happened to be the black kid.
1: Yeah. You know, He's like he was, the voice of reason, yeah. for the whole series. Like, yeah. guys, we gotta like think this through. Like, you're yeah. you're talking to a wackadoodle chick with a tattoo and a shaved head, and you're just taking her at her word. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, and it's what's interesting to me is you see these kids; they're the dorks at school. They're the nerds. They play Dungeons and Dragons in a basement. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like you could you look at that and you think if you heard the pitch you'd think the casting in your mind and how they would look would be so different from what's actually there because that's the point. People who do that stuff are just people and they and these kids happen to be highly intelligent and you know uh, very sweet and it was like the same way I knew kids in school that played Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Right. And they were very quiet and they got together at lunch and discussed things and planned stuff out and I think that any other kids thrust into that thing, into that the scenario that these kids are thrust into, wouldn't have had the imagination and the sort of, like, willingness to think outside the box
0: well, and to solve very, the problem that they were in. That they were so, you know, really devoted to doing things in a certain way, a certain procedure. I love that they had, like, a ritual, whatever they fought. They had a yeah. ritual—
1: they had know, rules of had, engagement yeah
0: and i don't i mean i don't think they would those ended up being survival skills for them yeah. oh and, totally and i do uh speaking of like the older child actors
1: oh boy they were good yeah, well, yeah but we need to talk about barb oh are we gonna have our barb hate <laughs> session now
0: i you know what she's fine she did a good job it it was her first acting job ever I don't have a problem with the I think
1: she did a great job I mean I think that the obsession over Barb got a little too much she represents you know for me I looked at her character and I thought I knew that girl in school like I knew her she was the one that was like guys this is not cool we're gonna you know but the one thing Barb didn't do that probably a person like her in real life would have done is she didn't rat anybody out. Of course she didn't have the opportunity to. I'm not gonna spoil it, but she, a person like that was like the fucking tattletale that would just tell on everything. You know what I mean? Oh, she would have oh, she would have fully ratted out the whole situation. She would have gone to Nancy's parents and been like, guess what just happened? You know mm-hmm. um so yeah, I'm she, glad she, she that we didn't like they didn't take it. it there because then yeah, I would have
0: that, that would be cliche. That would be bad.
1: But I think I think Barb, for all the people out there who are, you know, adults now, and they were Barb, they were sort of the ignored friend once their friend got cool status or got a boyfriend and they never had one in high school kind of thing. I think that she spoke to those people and gave them sort of like, yeah, what about us kind of thing. And so this sort of like tidal wave that came behind Barb, I think just sort of like validated nerd I, girls yeah. everywhere kind of a thing but i personally i wasn't you know i wasn't devastated by what happened to barb i mean i thought it was kind of sad and i, I think felt, that people I, have I had good
0: because i'm sorry yeah. i did because i was like she's gonna blame herself for her the rest of her life yes and i get why people immediately connected with barb on that level or being the ignored one feeling insecure when your friend you feel your friend starting to drift away to something that you you also feel maybe that you're not going to experience yourself but i've i expected more people by now to kind of walk back at it a little bit because once you (laughs) exit no once you look into barb she's not a nice person She really,
1: I mean, no, she she, was super negative. And then when Nancy was finally like kind of coming into her own, her reaction was like, what, what, you know, like she wasn't like, oh, you go girl. I'm so happy for you. Like, this is exciting. You know, she was, she was straight up jealous. She was straight up jealous. And I think, I mean, ultimately you look at all the pictures that that Nancy had in her room of her and Barb and one line in the show sums it up when nancy notices barb isn't there at school the next day and she says you know hey to the girl on the other side of where barb's seat is hey have you seen barb and then she says to her like shouldn't you know where she is like basically these two were like a married couple Mm -hmm. except for nancy's viewpoint on it was not the same as barb's do you know what i mean i think barb i think barb was fully in love with nancy
0: that's what they said she represented like a queer character like I think a little
1: bit but I think just in general sense. because she just had I think Nancy was probably the only person in Barb's life who was ever nice to her so she was the most important person in Barb's life but for that, the you know, only
0: person for being the only person who's nice to her she kind of treats her like shit oh she was terrible
1: to her like oh you should just I mean is that sp- a new bra yeah
0: hey yay slut shame your friend that's awesome I know it's just
1: you know I think I'm not. I'm not a super fan of Barb. I'm not a Barb hater. I think she was a great character. I think that girl has a bright future ahead of her as oh, an absolutely. actress. She was so good. Um, I will say the most surprising character though for me was Steve because I did not I see that coming. That. I'm not gonna say it. it if you have not seen Stranger Things. I, I don't that. even know what you you're mean, doing you with John, your life. You
0: mean John Ralphia's dad?
1: But, yeah. Uh, the the twist on Steve for me, I was like, wow. Hey now. That's-
0: yeah, let's just say it goes against... We talk about nostalgia with this and all the 80s throwbacks and classic yeah. tropes. Steve's arc is one that takes a typical 80s trope and turns it on its face, and it's awesome. I want to see more of that, where you think they're going one way, and you're like... And they do. They pull you into that nostalgia where you get like complacent, and you're just like, you know, you're in you got your nostalgia Xanax going on. You're just like, ah, oh, this feels great. And
1: then you're like, what, what, what? Enlightenment? Yeah, that was like, I was happy. I'm mm-hmm. happy. I When we get to the end of the season, obviously we're like, what? You know, like I mm-hmm. held on to the last episode for almost two days because I was, yeah. I was binging. And then I was like, I don't want it to end. Please don't be over. And so I didn't watch it for like a couple days. And then when I finally watched it, I was just like, oh. When is season two? Like it's just you need more of it. You want to know what's going to happen next, and of course they've already put out the you know the trailer for season yeah. two, and it's going to get the crazy.
0: Calls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's um, going to get crazy. And Millie won't say whether she's going to be back, and everybody. Goes, Nobody's hey, saying
1: whether or not Millie's back. No,
0: well, she's even like, the Duffer know. Brothers are like, well, I don't. Well, you know, they, they they probably won't. They probably like kind of like winked at her, you know. It's like Jon Snow basically. Yeah,
1: I think we have a we have a definite Jon Snow situation, but let me just say this. Uh, I'm going to bet like a lot of money I don't have that Millie's back because she is the star. She's the star of the show 100%.
0: Yeah. I and the the, the ending makes no sense. Like and, I, mean, I don't think they would pull like cheap uh you know, the closest thing to a wink at the audience was that final moment. Yes, opening the sheriff. up possibility. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and yeah. I think I think that that final moment says it all essentially, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm not worried about Millie coming back or not. So right. honestly, if you, I, I'm sure you cannot. If you don't situation. have, if you have social media, you've seen every meme about Stranger Things, you've seen every, you know. Thing and I even got I'm I'm you you've seen it though but look see I got I got Ew. my I got my Stranger Things phone case because it's so e. so yeah, so, so e. awesome Stranger Things phone
0: case yes
1: it's like the best it's, the,
0: it's like the mashup of like ultimate
1: mashup for, of, on a phone because way. Stranger Things is a mashup of E.T. the Goonies Stand by Me Explorers Flight of the Navigator you take the essence of all those 80s movies that as kids we were like that's me that's gonna happen to me i'm gonna i'm gonna find an alien in the forest and feed him reese's pieces like that's what you knew that you were gonna do as a kid and i think that this like when i take my oldest son to middle school these kids are middle school age and i hear kids talking about stranger things and i think to myself if i were in middle school right now i would have fully watched this show like it is unbelievably good it's scary and i would have been scared out of my pants. Mm-hmm. but it would be so exciting because it would show me like oh this is how people enter you know humans they speak to each other they're not staring at phones all day and you know well,
0: and the gift they i mean they gave us so many gifts with this show on and not only was it like the gift of nostalgia but it was also and we had. i don't think we've had this like collectively since game of thrones really like
1: yeah sounds that, like so, the okay. debut of well, game of thrones well
0: that there is a show that is as much fun and rewarding to watch as it is to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And ironically, like, you know, it for a show that focuses on, I don't know if ironic's the right word, word, for a show that is so focused on that nostalgia element, we would not be able to share our thoughts together and feel like, it, you know, you feel like a community out yeah. there with, with the world. You would not be able to do that without modern technology. So,
1: yeah. No, I know, and I think that this show has, like, sort of united Gen X around, like, rewriting our own history on, like, how cool we are or not (laughs) (laughs) kind of a thing. (laughs) You know, like, we wish we were as cool as these kids, because these guys are awesome. These guys are, like, uh, in the stratosphere of awesome. Okay, Um, we're going to talk now. We're going to go off Stranger Things, because I could talk about that for, like, three days. Yeah. But we're going to go on to the fall preview. All these shows have debuted now. Some of which we've watched, but we're going to do Some like a rapid fire on our thoughts just from watching the trailers of the show. Okay, so okay. let's start off with Kevin Can Wait, because I'm just going to say I'm not waiting. I'm not going to watch. That's that's Kevin my reaction to that. Kevin
0: Can Wait, and so can I.
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, yeah, Kevin forever. James, I love you. I think you're a great human being. But first of all, I don't believe for a second that Aaron Hayes is your wife. I'm tired of seeing a very attractive woman be saddled to the fat, sloppy guy. right. And I know that's body shaming, whatever, blah blah, but it's like I'm over it. I, I it worked in King of Queens because he and Leah were much closer in age. Mm-hmm. He's 51 right now. Aaron Hayes is 40. Jill right. expand fantastic and I,
0: and I was just like oh aaron hayes deserves
1: better yeah it's just so stale it's dated jokes it's the usual trope of the wife is like supposed to be the doting one and blah 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 i don't care i don't buy it it looks stupid it's getting terrible ratings so actually i take that back actually, people no. love it and so yeah. this will be the new two and a half men that'll be on for four thousand years and no one will understand why and this then is we... why
0: this is why trump actually could be our next president oh god because, please you know oh.
1: Oh. We just it's took it way he, down.
0: Because, because, I mean, <laughs> because like, of yeah, trash because, like that. Yeah, because Kevin Kuwait is super popular, even though it's like ratings are oh, absolute garbage.
1: It's terrible. Okay, so next one Bull. Michael Weatherly. I, I will say, I watched the pilot, I watched the first episode. I liked it a lot more than I thought because from the trailer, I just basically thought it was Dinozo uh, Court Consultant. Yeah, and it's yeah. way Anthony, more, no, yeah yeah Anthony it's DeMarzo. way more than that. It, I will say they did put a good foothold in with the pilot episode. It's got legs. I'm gonna give it a couple more episodes see if I if it like really gels or not
0: because mm-hmm. it could
1: go either way. It either is gonna crash and burn or you're gonna be like I I want to know this guy. I want to find out what's happening with him.
0: And that's actually one of the uh, new like. As far as ratings go, that's actually one of the more successful ones. And I can forgive people for watching that. Dinozo. Oh, and by the way, speaking of NCIS, oh, guess who is actually doing a good job on NCIS? Wilmer Valderrama. I was like, oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, he's, well, we haven't seen him speak in a racist voice on that 70s show. (laughs) His physic voice. Yeah, playing a stereotype of indeterminate origin.
1: Yeah, Um, pretty much, yeah. So, I okay, well, I, I stopped watching NCIS, like, two seasons ago, and then what they did last season with Dinozo really pissed me off, and the fact that um, Coda De Pablo was not brought back for the season finale, yeah. and they just yeah, murdered her, bad. like, you know what? Piss off. I'm pissed with you, Mark Harmon. They I have z- zero love for NCIS now. No, zero.
0: Yeah, they love to kill off women on that show. I
1: know, and Coda De Pablo is so brilliant. Please, someone out there, please... Put, Put Coda to Pablo on your show. But, please. Not, on, but not on CBS. Yeah ideally. just Please. Okay, the next one's up is The Exorcist. Now this, I'm not a horror person. I'm not a scary person. <laughs> this thing looks scary as hell. But then the twist for me was Gina Davis is in it. And so then I was like, now I kind of want to see it. And this got the, I out don't. of all of the shows that were reviewed critically, this is the show critics were like, this is the show to watch. It's going to be brilliant. Da, da, da. And it's getting the worst ratings right now. People are not tuning yeah, in. Well,
0: you know why? Because uh, there was a round table and there was some controversy. There was a round table with like creators of all the big new shows coming out and, uh, or showrunners. And um, one of them, I, I don't remember your name because you're not important. <laughs> um the creator of the exorcist uh because they asked all of them what they thought about live tweeting and right. some of them said like i understand it i don't like i'm not it, it's not a huge um like they're like i'm not the biggest fan of it but i understand why people do it right. and uh this guy said it's a garbage practice for garbage people and yeah.
1: whoa, Twitterverse, Twitter does not like when you yeah, bag like on Twitter.
0: Not, and it's like it's like, okay, so you're going to call potential fans and viewers garbage people because they actually take the time to type out 140 characters or less basically giving your show free publicity. Yeah.
1: See, this is what this is the problem when people don't understand social media and a lot of people really don't understand social media. They just think it's garbage. They think it's crap. And it's, it's for children and it's for people who sit around all day in their pajamas and they don't they don't understand the power of it. I mean, I'll be honest. I get more news, like actual news from Twitter than I do turning into any one of the major networks. Oh, because absolutely. Because people Oral are Facebook. talking about it as it's happening. They're showing you live video of the mm-hmm. protest, of the crime, of the whatever thing Eli that just happened. live
0: the debate on yeah, Twitter.
1: I know. So the thing for me is like when people don't, they're just they're just too old. I'm gonna be ages because I'm forty. So anybody over my age is old as hell. No, I'm just kidding. But I think it really does come from an age perspective, and if people haven't kept up with technology, then they're just rejecting it on on the whole.
0: But it's just, and I mean, if I.
1: If and I that's were, just ridiculous I, as a show. Fox,
0: yeah. If I were the Fox, I mean, Fox, like, you have to know, you idiot, you have to know that's not a good idea. Like, all the major networks put a hashtag for the show at the
1: bottom of the screen. But can I just say, Fox stuff. is on my list for getting great shows and then getting canceling rid of them. them. Just yeah. canceling the hell out of them. I mean, yep. I mean, I can't even, it's too many. Being human, oh. hello, thank I'm you. Still I'm one. still mad about that one. I'm still mad about Fringe. I mean, come on! Every time they first, get yeah, an least avant-garde least friends, show,
0: I know they they just cancel
1: or they keep it on too long, like Sleepy and Hollow and like, Glee. I I liked like first three seasons of Glee, and then I was just like,
0: Ugh. that's what I mean. it, yeah. came, it went on way it, too
1: way long. too long.
0: I mean, it's way like learn from Beverly Hills 90210.
1: Yes, okay, or Saved yes. by the Bell
0: or whatever. Once the main core group of characters graduates, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: that's Done. it no one quit. wants to see these kids in high school and college
0: want you on tv
1: yeah no it's just you 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 cut it off then that's why i think shows like orphan black and um game of thrones have it right i mean they've told they're telling you this is the last season that's it this is all you're gonna get we're gonna wrap it up you know mm-hmm. and i think that's really good because honestly like orphan black i love you so 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 much i've been just uh, in the clone club since season one since episode one, season one, the first five minutes, I was in it. And um, I'm kind of burnt out. Uh huh. I'm burnt out. You're burnt out? I don't care. I, I'm so happy for Tatiana Maslani. Me too. I couldn't, I was so, I just was jumping up and down that she won the Emmy. I'm so happy. I Me was, was going to say, how many characters does this woman have to play I, before she my- finally wins?
0: my problem was why do they wait a lot of times it it feels like a consolation emmy like they get it they get it wrong when the the show's leaving when it went well or when like i'm sorry but the first two seasons i feel like she was more deserving of it not that she's not deserving this year i'm just saying like especially because it's like why it seems like these the emmy voters you want to talk about the old the, the Academy being old and white and crazy. Oh, cranky. this is way old
1: white people. Like,
0: seriously, they they seem to assume that any breakout
1: first season performance is a fluke. Next show, Lethal Weapon. Now, looking at the pot, looking at the trailer, I was like, okay, Damon Wayans, I love you. I, I know this guy's face, the other guy who's going to play Martin Riggs, but I'm not exactly sure who he is. I like it, and it could either be really good or really bad and i watched the first episode i watched the first episode i was pleasantly surprised with how they did it it's very good it's not fantastic like oh i can't wait for next week it's like oh this is nice like it's something that's familiar because they almost recreated the first movie like shot for shot they did a lot of stuff right out of the first movie Mm -hmm. elements of the backstories are changed a little bit and i like the changes that they've come up with they've integrated today into the show um you know uh damon wayne's character has just had open heart surgery Mm -hmm. he got shot he had to have this heart surgery so he has his apple watch on which is monitoring his heart rate constantly and there's scenes where it's like you know and it's very funny and the comic the timing between the two of them is very good so I, I think the dynamic is good. I think it's something that could be built on. I have to see what happens in the second episode. You know,
0: well, it, it does look like it's one of the few uh, success stories in terms of ratings and yeah. um, for
1: Fox. So it's good. The action is so that, very that, that good. Is, that
0: makes me nervous. though. The action because, is good,
1: but the the uh, well, I'll, I'll, we'll get to MacGyver in a minute here. Uh, yeah, I. You know
0: what? I why
1: why couldn't it have been a MacGruber series? I know. I don't
0: know. I will, oh, apparently, although. Uh, to jump into movies for a second um Will Forte is uh finishing up his yeah. script for MacGruber sequel
1: yeah McGruber. McGruber. yeah you that's didn't good. see my
0: first movie but I'm still making a sequel
1: <laughs> that's gonna be good okay Son of Zorn I have not watched it but watching the trailer I thought okay this is gonna be either a way too long Saturday Night Live sketch or brilliant so what was it what did you think from the first episode honestly
0: it's somewhere in between somewhere Um, in between it really is like i i love i i I feel like this you know what though i feel like this would be better as like a 15 minute long series on adult swim right okay um and it's great to see tim meadows back and i love his dry comedic timing is just great yeah sudeikis is, is he's wonderful in the same vein of like, imagine if Danny McBride, yeah, yeah. but imagine like if, uh, what's his name? I can't guys. I'm sorry. Don't shame comedy. Shame me for not remembering. Um, but, uh, imagine if he like, if he like got Frankenstein together with he-man. Yeah. That's basically the personality. And, um, Cheryl Hines is, he's good. She's good. Um, i i mean i i like her i
1: don't love her is this like you have to be quasi drunk to enjoy the show more kind of a situation uh,
0: either that or just kind of like uh i would say that, that, that that's the thing i don't even know if i would say binge watch it because it really is it one that's like you just in small doses
1: okay So um, take note, showrunners. Maybe it's better as a 15-minute, you know, Hulu little thing or an adult swim.
0: Maybe as a web series first. Um, Yeah. But uh, my favorite parts of it are Tim Meadows and Jason Sudeikis. um, Him trying to reconnect with his son is a cute aspect. Basically, guys, the plot is (laughs) Cheryl Hines plays somebody who was married to basically a cartoon of He-Man. It's a live-action show, but Zorn is a cartoon like mythical superhero. And uh he finally comes back into their lives and is like trying to win her back. And he she but she's gotten remarried to Tim Meadows and it's about him trying to get his life together in regular, you know, everyday world instead of his, you know, cartoon mythical dimension. So um it's it's a cute, it's an interesting twist on a fish out of water thing. I'm going to to skeptically you know stay on board with it because i love with last man on earth i loved like the first couple episodes then i started getting kind of eh, i wasn't that into it and then it really came back strong with the second season and now it's one of my favorite shows again so i don't i quit playing games with me <laughs> fox kind of comedy sunday i mean it's sunday i just want to relax okay yeah yes I mean, george r r martin and weiss and benny off playing games with me on sundays but yeah my
1: comedy on fox okay next one timeless now mm. this one to me i'm excited about this show i don't think it's come out yet i think it's this coming either this week think, or yeah, next week
0: i think but, it's next week
1: yeah it's, it's 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 premiering in october but anyway um I'm stoked for this because I love historical dramas. That's what I loved about Sleepy Hollow when it premiered, where you have this time traveling guy who's now in the present and he's like freaking out about all the things that America's become. I thought that was great, but then they lost that a lot of that. They stopped doing it in the show, and so I had to stop watching. But for me, this show reminded me of Journeyman, which I loved so much. I see that so much. And it got canceled. Um So I'm hoping that this show will have legs, and it will be something that, besides just being a VFX bonanza, which is what it's going to be, that it really has substance with it. From the preview, from the trailer, it looks like that. And I'm hoping, you know, Goran's gonna just bring it home. I love him so much. Oh, me
0: too. But I guess I'm because of like what shows like sleepy hollow and whatnot um have kind of devolved into i'm just somewhere in between skeptical and indifferent
1: i hope well, we're dead. not doing supernatural here you know what i mean so we don't have the grim right. aspect we don't have the sleepy hollow aspect this is straight history so right. you're seeing like a butterfly effect kind of situation versus you know uh demons and and this sort of thing which mm-hmm. I like. I'm glad it's not another show about demons and, the, you know, and the mm-hmm. apocalypse and, blah, you know, maybe it is about the apocalypse and I just don't know. But um, <laughs> See? See? <laughs> <laughs> Already we've ruined the whole show. It hasn't even started yet. All right.
0: We, yeah, instead of, yeah, on our other podcast, guys, Soiled Restroom Cinema, yeah. <laughs> we, co- we, co- we cover bad That's movies. That's our job. And, yeah, we, Yeah, we cover bad movies and typically end up, like, through discussion, write a better script. Yeah. Here we cover <laughs> potentially good TV shows and speculate on how they could be terrible.
1: Yeah. Okay. The next one is Conviction, which I'm gonna be 100% honest. I'm only watching because of Haley Atwell. I'm gonna watch it. I know. I'm gonna give it a shot because I love her so much. That's but one,
0: it'll yeah. That's one that might initially get
1: some big numbers, but uh, we'll see. But we'll we have to see what happens. I think it's an interesting. Uh, concept because it's not something that's ever been done before in terms of a law and order type show because there's Mm -hmm. only 10 million of them on the air so you're taking the aspect again a different skew on law and order where you have a a case that's done Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: this person's job is to make sure that that case resulted in a right a right basically a rightful conviction And I think that's brilliant to break it down and, you know, and we'll see, we'll see where they go with it because we don't see how her process works or anything or what's going to happen in the preview. We just know that's her job and, you know, she thinks somebody's innocent. Right. And so where are we going to go from there? How is she going to do it? Who's she going to talk to? Does she have a superpower? Does she have assistance? Do they, are they using the internet? I mean, I don't know. There's. 10 million things the way this could go. I hope it doesn't go like CSI cyber and just yeah, super cheese on the VFX. It.
0: There is something about it that feels a little bit like done and familiar, but Haley Atwell, I, I love feel her. Like, I feel like she
1: wouldn't come, you know, sign up for something. No, I think she's stale. so classy. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And then we have American housewife, which I have to say, I'm loving the preview of.
0: Oh mm-hmm. uh, uh, Yeah.
1: Just because Katie, Katie Nixon to me is so funny. She was so good on Mike and Molly, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: totally underrated. And here she's, she's bringing the same sort of lighthearted humor that she had in Mike and Molly, but with less ditziness, which I appreciate. But like when I see the things coming out of her mouth to her kids, like that's stuff I say, I think people are bugging my house. And putting it on television on this show.
0: Well, and Pamela Adlon's uh, new series on FX shows that there is definitely an audience for this. And she's she's
1: great at being like... And I think her series is even better. Do you know what I mean? In some aspects because it's comedy, but it's it's far more self-deprecating because it is loosely based on her own life. Right. um, Versus this, which is going to be more towards like the Goldbergs, the middle um modern Uh, family kind of comedy where mm -hmm. it's a little more slapsticky but still within the realm of reality
0: a more family friendly eastbound and down which pretty much also wonderful like she she's really good at striking that line between like wild card and voice of reason
1: yes and i i think i'm i'm gonna give it hope i hope that somebody does some promotion for it and she does well because i think she deserves it
0: Mm -hmm. and she's
1: absolutely um, okay. Then we have no tomorrow, which basically all I could write down from watching the, the trailer was an apocalypse rom-com.
0: I don't... When, Harry, when Harry met Sally the day after tomorrow.
1: Pretty much, pretty much. And so I'm like, okay, do I want to watch something about the apocalypse? Could this be really good? Is the message positive? I don't know. I mean, I look at these two people and I think, okay, I could see them hooking up. It's I see the chemistry, so I appreciate that. But I feel like, I don't know, like, you know, we have Last Man Standing and we have the whatever. Last you know, Man on Earth. Thank you. Last Man on Earth. And we have these other things. We had the we one had with- the
0: Apocalypse one. Uh, with Rob Lowe, Yeah.
1: Me, the, you, and the Apocalypse.
0: Yes. It's yes. like, I just, I it's don't know. I'm, it's been done. It's been done. Give us a break.
1: Yeah. I'm done with the Apocalypse. It's already- know, This yeah. election is the Apocalypse. I, I don't never, need any more Apocalypse.
0: I never watched a uh, Roland Emmerich movie and thought,
1: gee, like, what? how would this be as a Nora Ephron movie? <laughs> no okay on to notorious now let me just say this I love Piper Parabo okay I'm a huge fan of Piper Parabo I watched this okay so I'm gonna get your take but I'm just gonna say this this to me feels the same way when I saw the preview of Grey's Anatomy and I know I'm gonna get massive amounts of hate right now I am not a fan of Grey's Anatomy I am a Shonda Rhimes super fan But to me, when I saw the first few episodes of Grey's Anatomy, I was like, oh, this is the softcore porn version of ER. Like, that's how it came across to me. And that's how this show is coming across to me. Like, softcore porn version of a publicity show.
0: No, it's actually, it's a more well-written, like, uh, USA Guilty Pleasure type show.
1: Like suits.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pants suits. (laughs)
1: Okay, um, but wait, would you I keep watching it? it or are you done with one yeah, episode? Yeah,
0: no, no, I I enjoyed it. Okay,
1: um, okay, there, I might have to give I,
0: it a chance. Then. It's interesting to see the different levels of manipulation, and it it's gradually revealed how she's like. You think maybe she's out of the loop on some stuff, or okay. like she, you know, she, there are people who think that they're in the loop, but she's playing them as well. I mean, oh. there's like these multiple levels okay. of manipulation
1: i'm and gonna have to give it i'm gonna have to give it a shot then i'm gonna yeah. have to give it and a i shot.
0: love daniel sinjata i love him oh. I lo- i'm so happy to see him on tv
1: he is a, a good looking man he's yes a, he is. and he's a good yep. actor yep so it's a good it's a good combo all right this is jufer <laughs> okay speechless now let me just say this i don't want to see it i'm sorry i'm it not fun it was i'm fun. not i you know i love mini driver but I'm just over her being the overbearing, eclectic mom. Like, I just, I'm sorry, Minnie. I don't like it. I'm, I am I, couldn't watch, um, oh, crap. Now I can't even think of the, the name.
0: Uh, about a Boy?
1: No, 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 no. Oh, I couldn't watch that show either. Um, no, 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 the one that I think just got renewed for the second season with Martha Plimpton.
0: Oh, oh, that one that's based on Dan Savage's life. I don't care for that. Show. No, I
1: don't care for that show. But I like this one. These mom characters are like the same. It's like, can't there just be a mom who can be stressed out? You know, whatever. But can't she just like, it's not it's be. deeper
0: than that though. It's like, she's so. I know,
1: concerned. but it's like, I have an autistic kid. Okay, I, I understand what that means to fight for your kid with special needs and all this other shit. But it's like, ugh. It's just, you know, I know in having a kid with special needs, you meet other parents with special needs. And I've met people like this woman and I don't go to parties at their house because they're annoying. Their kid isn't annoying. They are annoying. That's what I'm not liking about the show. I think this kid is brilliant. He's a really good actor. Um, you know, again, the casting of the children, very, very good. And but, I like
0: that, uh, what's his name from uh, Reno 911 um, mm-hmm. plays his aide. And yeah. he's he looks like he's going to be, the chemistry is really good.
1: Okay. I, I, you know, I just, I can't. I'm just not, <laughs> I'm I, in the, I, I can't. A, I, and I just want people chance. to know it's okay to not like this show. You're not somehow prejudiced against handicapped people if you're not digging on this show.
0: I didn't expect to like it as well as I did. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that's I I I you know, I always wish success for people. I just I'm it's just not going to be on my DVR. That's all.
0: Well, and it's actually more the focus is on the children, especially the son, and mm. I think it points out how you know, these kids for simply being quote-unquote normal get ignored. Right. Yeah. And the struggle to find yourself in that type of family dynamic.
1: Yeah.
0: um, But like, and the dad's like, the dad character is a little bit more um layered and nuanced than those typical. Uh, okay. Yeah. He's, he's, he, you know, he tries to calm her down and he's got a genuinely good relationship with all the kids, his kids. That's good. So, That's yeah, refreshing. He, he knows exactly who she is and understands why she's so hard to deal with okay
1: so yeah so it's there you go split vote kids so (laughs) make your decision yeah Um, we got a few more here we're going to go through this quickly frequency okay this preview looked awesome but the only thing i could think of in the preview for the first episode how is this going to be more than one episode i i how do you how do you make a show out of this i mean to me you're redoing the movie So then how is it more than one episode? Yeah,
0: exactly. That's my only problem
1: with the show is like, I'd have to see where they're going to go from there and how it goes. But I think, I think it works. I think that I like the people that they cast. I liked what's happening, but I'd have to see where it's going to go because I feel like it's one episode and then they're out.
0: There are too many. I feel like there are also this, especially this year, there are too many TV adaptations of a film. Yeah. 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 I mean, People already watch more TV now more than they go to the movies. So it's true. There's room for plenty of fresh ideas. We don't need
1: to keep doing the reboot. A Ugh. lot of room. A lot of room. Okay, now we have the good place. Oh, okay. I, I watched. I watched fr- so the 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 pilot, the first half hour, because they premiered mm-hmm. it in an hour with the first two episodes, mm-hmm. and I only watched the first half. I liked it way more than my mom did. We watched it together. She was not digging the show. She did not laugh once. I thought it was funny. I thought it was very dry humor. I think Ted Danson is brilliant in the show. And Kristen
0: Bell's perfect. She's so like, good. She she's has not so been, good. I have not liked her this much probably in anything except maybe those Samsung commercials. She you like Veronica see. Mars? I, a controversial. Like, Why? okay. I know. I, I thought she was kind of annoying. Okay. Um, well, I liked I liked Veronica Mars. I know. Everybody I love loves
1: Veronica Mars. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I think she's brilliant in this. And I think that her comedy chops have come so far exactly. and she's and it's not- really coming into her own. And I like, I like what she's doing right now. I like it. I think it's a funny show. It's fun. Um, it's just a total, you know, uh, it's a lark. It's not, this is in no way serious. And I, and I have some ideas of what's going to happen and I hope that they come true because I think it's got a good direction
0: mm-hmm. and I'm
1: going to watch, I'm going to watch more.
0: Yeah, uh, and I I have seen the third episode as well. And oh, okay. It made me really eager. Ooh. For next week. I'm excited. So, yeah. So okay. as long as they can keep it up, uh the good place is my good place on Thursday nights.
1: Okay. And then we have Pitch, which I I haven't seen it. I'm going to full disclosure, when I saw the preview, I got like the chills because I started playing softball at 12. And I thought this is such an inspirational thing. This could be really good for young girls. And I love that the MLB is on board and is fully a part of the show and um, is encouraging them to show the MLB in this positive light of like inclusiveness, but I haven't seen it, but from the trailer, I think everyone should give it a chance. That's what I'm that's what i'm thinking i
0: i've heard good things i i think it's something i might binge watch after it's been out for yeah. a while um
1: that's probably that's probably how i'm gonna do it just like I, I, boom but boom boom
0: at the same time maybe we need to watch it because the ratings have not been great yeah. uh the reviews have been good ratings have not been great same thing with the
1: yeah. exorcist you know great reviews uh, well, crappy fuck ratings
0: that Exorcist and fuck that showrunner. all right
1: last oh no, no second to last show here designated survivor i saw it i did too i loved it Me too. I'm i did totally not, but... i i feel the same way about the first episode of the show that i did about quantico last year i was sucked into it yes. i want to know who did this how did they do it what else is coming who's you know and i i, I, I paused at one point and i said to my mom i said you see all these people he's talking to right now before all this everything went down i was like which one of these people is going to survive because that's my number one suspect mm-hmm in the in the conspiracy so you Mm -hmm. I I love where they're going with this I love what Kiefer's doing in this uh so far he's just so like dad guy with his Mm -hmm. Cornell sweatshirt and he's like with his like nerd glasses and he's just like not the guy for the job he is not Jack Bauer everyone he is not Not here to save the day I love it I he's love like the toned-down Kiefer. He's like,
0: a, he's like a mild-mannered liberal in this.
1: Total. I think it's fantastic. I think this is the most brilliant move Kiefer Sutherland has made in his career since he did Stand By Me and The Lost Boys. And this could possibly completely reboot him as an actual actor. And I'm yeah, so absolutely. happy. I'm it, so happy for him. You
0: know what it did? It reminded me of those great political thrillers from the early and mid-'90s.
1: Yes, Yes. like
0: uh in the line of fire and uh mm-hmm. absolute power yes and all those like i and i like those are great like just sit down and just they've got your attention yeah and so yeah, yeah i think it's, i
1: think it's brilliant i'm excited maggie q i love her i want to see her taking oh, yes. lots of I, butt I, yeah, in this I show her
0: to be on a show that finally i she was on stalker i love stalker oh yeah I thought that should have gone longer.
1: Yeah, no, she's I, she is such a good actress. Yeah. I love seeing her in everything, so she's I'm like stoked. The,
0: spoiler alert, when she died in the most recent Divergent, I was like, well, basically any reason to watch these movies is now dead. Well,
1: I knew she was dying because I read the books, so well, I, I wasn't too, shocked. I
0: knew they had, like, changed some stuff in terms yeah. of, like, who she died. She had to win. go,
1: though. I mean, it's part of the momentum. Yeah. yeah. It's part well, of I, the they, momentum. They went
0: off book more than I expected. Oh, well, they that's went
1: off book, like, 90% I need the to have, other We stuff. need to have, like, a rant
0: about the Yeah, we will, we'll do a
1: whole other, don't yeah. worry, kids, we'll get to Divergent, okay? It's on our I list.
0: Guess it might be a TV movie. Yeah, and okay. Shailene, Shail- <laughs> Shail- like, I didn't sign up for this.
1: Oh, God. Oh, Maybe it's
0: going to try it harder in the press tour, then, just saying.
1: All right. <laughs> All right. All right, and the last show, of course, which is a, one of the best shows that I've ever seen premiere, This Is Us. That show hit me so hard. Oh, uh, it's like a weep fest. It's oh, a total weep fest, but it got me. I'm in love with it. I
0: my mom asked me about the twist because she didn't get a chance to see it. Here's uh. how much Okay, here's here's how much like of a tear jerker this is. Although I've also had a long week. Um <laughs> I was explaining, okay, guys, there's a twist, and the show is actually gonna proceed in a way that you completely a completely unexpected way there's actually going to be two timelines um it doesn't all take place at the same you know in present day right and when I explained the tr- twist to my mom I started getting choked up like explaining the twist to it, my because it's because it's
1: so emotional and what I loved is to, like I sort of suspected it at the beginning but I just was so sucked into the show I was like not trying to guess about it I was just in it and when it's revealed at the end of the episode, I just, like, my whole heart exploded. I just thought, mm-hmm. I love all of these people. I yes. love them so much. And I just want to see what is going to happen. Where are they going to go when they give you the little tidbit of this season on This Is Us. And they give you, like, just a little fragment. Yeah. I was like,
0: oh, my God. Like you know. I don't remember the last time a show premiered and I was immediately invested in, like, every oh, character.
1: I 100%. 100%. Like, I am, it is, like, I on I
0: it. hope you get, like, the SAG Award or something. Yes. For Best Ensemble. Yes. They absolutely deserve it.
1: Because this this is so brilliant.
0: Oh, did you know that uh, Ron Cephas Jones, who uh, plays um, the dad, you know, the biological dad that um, yes. abandoned he's his son. Yes, he's so good. Did you know that his daughter is Peggy in Hamilton? I did not know that. Hey, Peggy there you yeah. go peggy schuyler in hamilton that is ron cephas jones ron cephas jones's daughter uh,
1: jasmine there you go so. it is a small small world okay now last but not least we're gonna just talk a tiny bit because it's just we just found out who is hosting the very first episode this season oh, of snl second, second episode. second episode so if, yeah. Well, no, 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 I'm talking about I'm talking about the first episode. The oh, second okay. episode is also oh my god, but yes. the first episode obviously is going to be huge. Margot Robbie's hosting, which I'm stoked on.
0: We're excited about
1: this. I think she is so funny, and I'm excited she, to see her improv it up and just sort of go with the whole flow of live she, television.
0: She held her own with Tina Fey and Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Yes. she was. Like she held but, her own with
1: Leonardo DiCaprio and the wolf of wall street.
0: And that was like the first film role she had. Yeah. And, uh, if you've seen her do a press tour, she's incredibly funny. And, and she was
1: great in suicide squad. I'm just going to say that I saw she, suicide squad. She, she was the she, best thing in the movie.
0: She was the only part that all the critics agreed, like actually delivered. Oh, and it's yes. because she's getting her own, um, Harley Quinn movie now. Good.
1: Cause she should, she, she was and she's so good.
0: It. She's producing it too. Good for her. So, she obviously has the timing and the comedic shops to really deliver here oh, yeah. i'm sad
1: we're not going to get to see taron Killam and jay Farrow. um oh, i i'm very sad about that i love taron Killam so much yes i think he's so funny
0: he didn't want to leave either. i know it's, I, it feels very weird and uncomfortable how that all went down um i super stoked about mikey day joining the cast though yes i think he could potentially be the new taron killum i think i think lauren was disappointed because taron started out so strong and he was i mean and the media said this is the next big breakout star and i don't know if it's just maybe he didn't have great chemistry with some of the writers or what but it just he kind of just fell off and became less and less visible on the show, which I thought was interesting. Um, I'd really be curious to see why that happened. And he wasn't really heavily, like if you look at the past few seasons, he was not featured in sketches very often. And
1: And I I think think that's probably, I mean, uh, just from reading Tina's book and Amy's book and, you know, all the books by people who have worked on Saturday Night Live. (laughs) I I mean, the, the culture of getting your skits on, and the politics behind that and stuff can get really bad. So if he, you know, underperformed or messed up too many times on certain writer's skits, they're not going to write for you anymore. They don't right. care. You know what I mean? So I think, I don't know. He seemed, I don't know him. Uh, he seems like an incredibly, uh, you know, wonderful human. And he's, yeah, and I life, love him and his to wife together. I music. wish they would do something comedically yeah. together because yeah. he and Kobe Smolders are like so funny.
0: Well, oh yeah, and well, no, uh, the movie he's doing right now, I believe she is in as oh, well. Oh, really? He, that he's doing with Arnold Schwarzenegger about like uh, "Let's Kill Gunther" or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, this will be great. I'm excited. Uh, and I th- do believe that she is in, or he, yeah, she is in that with him. Oh, good. I'm See, pretty- so that
1: I think he's going to be free now so- to do some more stuff. I'm just sorry that he. And Jay didn't get a send off episode because they deserved it. Oh, know? I
0: watched the yeah the season finale with Fred Armisen, which I re- I rewatched that last week and it. Sorry, Fred, I'm kind of over your shtick. I just, <laughs> yeah. I, sometimes I, I, it's, I it's old.
1: Sometimes it's old. But let's get let's get real. We're all looking forward now. Forget episode one. Nobody's tuning in. No, I'm just kidding, Margo. No, We're no, all tuning no, in. Yeah, Marco, episode two, you. though. Oh Lin- my God, Lin Manuel Lin-Manuel Miranda. I can't even. This is, like, if I could somehow score tickets yeah. to that, I think that, like, being in the audience for the SNL taping would be even better yeah. than seeing him do Hamilton live. Oh and my I know God. that's like, crazy like, what do you, to say.
0: What do you think will be more expensive that week? Uh, SNL tickets? Like, scalping scalpers with SNL tickets? Or, or Hamilton, Ham-
1: or Hamilton oh tickets? Oh, God. I'm going to go with SNL for that mm-hmm. week. For just that week. The week mm-hmm. before and the week after Hamilton. No,
0: I know, but that week
1: oh it's gonna be insane
0: i'm I'm curious to see like all right listeners or we'll do some digging on our own but listeners if you hear anything about ticket prices that would be really interesting oh yeah we'll have to do some research you
1: know you know like every celebrity is gonna try to get tickets for that are you kidding me of course that's gonna be it's gonna look like an academy awards audience
0: i bet the rock will make a guest appearance
1: I think everyone's going to try and make a guest well, appearance. He, Justin he, Timberlake's going to be stalking the, the halls, local, the L- rock. F- no, Oh, uh, uh, You know, we disagree on that. You know, yeah. we disagree on the Timberlake. Yep. yep. I want to see him and Lin-Manuel do a, you know, bring it on down to Burritoville. Like if oh. they did a riff on that and the two of them, come on, that's comedy gold right there. They, okay. You're welcome. SNL writers. You're welcome. I just wrote a skit for you.
0: I guess but no uh, well and I and uh, you know big... Kate
1: McKinnon's trying to get her uh, sauvage character on there to make out with Lynn oh, in the yeah, bar oh yeah that
0: would be epic you epic. know she's like
1: i think that we need to have one of those um, sketches
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well and i i wonder cuz he and the rock are doing um they're start, they're gearing up for their promo tour they've been doing some stuff online for moana
1: Oh, I am so excited for and, this movie.
0: And their chemistry, they're magic together. I the mean, rock can I just say The magic. Rock
1: is magic with everyone.
0: Oh, I know. He's
1: like the world even candy asses. He is I love him. I love him. Uh, I think he's wonderful. I think he's so underrated as an actor. You know, people just expect him to be the big hulky guy, but he's a yeah. good actor.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think he might do like um The Rock Obama. I <laughs> can see him just in a- <laughs> I could see them doing a cold open and doing the rock Obama yes. when Lynn
1: hosts. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah. That, they, I, you're I, welcome again, sing, SNL. Could, SNL. Yeah. He could start like the rock Obama could start singing like, you know, I'm yeah. not giving away my shot. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: that would be awesome. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah. Or a play on, you know, the rock. Or I don't know. I don't know. I got to work on it. I got a couple weeks.
1: All right. Um, well, that's, that's pretty much all we got. Yeah, today, kids. But we'll be back next week after SNL premieres. And that will be our main focus most weeks is
0: recapping the most recent episode of SNL. And you have never encountered two bigger SNL, SNL nerds. <laughs> Suck it, Bill Simmons. We are the real SNL nerds. Um, so <laughs> we will have no shortage of in depth analysis and comparisons to deep cut sketches from the past when we review it and we're really excited to have you along. Okay, well, bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Talk amongst yourselves now. No big whoop.